on Tuesday night, college basketball had its most notorious moment in fighting since 2011 when Cincinnati and Xavier had a brawl during the Crosstown shootout. It's time for an emergency podcast. Let's do it. Welcome back into the Eye on College Basketball Podcast. This is an emergency episode being taped late Tuesday night. I'm your host, Matt Norlander. GP Gary is in the studio for CBS Sports Network. They had a triple header on Tuesday night, and then they've got inside college basketball after that. He's not getting back to his room until close to 2 a.m. Eastern time. I'm going to try and get to bed before that, and then we'll wake up early. You will have another usual, as scheduled, Wednesday episode waiting for you in the feed later on. But let's get to the big news on Tuesday, and that was the ugly scene there in Allen Fieldhouse. As many of you listening have obviously seen, in fact, I'd guess if you're listening to an emergency podcast, you have, every single person listening to this has at least seen the highlight once, but you have Silvio De Souza, um, and Kansas bringing the ball up the floor and just as time is about to expire. It's garbage times, garbage time. And Dewan Gordon goes for a steal, tries to get a layup. De Souza gets back. He swats the ball. He towers over Gordon, who was on his back at that point. And then you have Cartier Giara of Kansas State coming over, getting physical, and then things get uh, completely out of hand. And the situation in flames in an instant where you have DeSouza and Kansas State players off the bench, Kansas players fleeing from the other side of the floor, and the fight, and yes, this was a fight, multiple punches thrown, spills over into the stands, and we are fortunate that no one, so far as we know, as of recording this podcast uh, in the 11 o'clock Eastern hour here on Tuesday night, uh, was injured, uh, that was there watching the game. But obviously, a bad look for college basketball. Um, I'm already annoyed by the takes about the outrage police. The people that have immense outrage are just as bad as those who want to get on their high horse and say that this is just nothing, like we can move on with our lives. No. There was a hideous look for college basketball. You can't have players spilling into the stands, exchanging blows on both sides. DeSouza picks up a stool. It's not perfectly clear whether Kansas assistant Jaron Howard or anyone else was able to get the stool out of his hands or if he dropped it of his own volition. But obviously, DeSouza, uh, most notably and notoriously, is going to get hit with a significant suspension. We'll wait to see if that is decided on Wednesday. The next steps we'll take from here is Kansas State and Kansas will decide which players are going to get suspended and for how long. The Big 12 is also going to review this video, both at the officiating level and obviously at the league office level, and we wait to see who will get suspended and for how long the suspensions will be. Um, the most similar recent incident that you would compare this to would not be the Grayson Allen stuff for as much for all the headlines and the melodrama that came with the Grayson Allen experience at Duke it was always and by the way those things of course were you know 50 times larger 50,000 times larger than this but it was always usually Grayson Allen and one other guy this is a full-fledged brawl and Marcus Smart at Oklahoma State uh, he received three games for going after a fan in the stands after he said the fan um, said a racial slur to him. That was a one-player incident. The last team-on-team team thing like this um, 
you had a bad situation in the WAC a few years back between Utah Valley and New Mexico State. I would argue that was really one of the worst ones ever. Now, because it's a WAC game, and that was in 2014, um, it's so it's it's kind of gotten lost to the ages there because it's not big schools. That was a bad one, and then the one that everyone's talking about, obviously, that this compares to, is the crosstown shootout, the zip 'em up game, Cincinnati and Xavier, that caused that rivalry to be taken off of home court venues and onto a neutral site uh, for a couple of years. But for comparison's sake, as we wait to learn on Wednesday or Thursday who will be suspended and for how long. When the suspensions came down with the Crosstown shootout, you had six games handed out to Octavius Ellis, E.N.C. Gates, uh, Des Wells, and Landon Amos Xavier got four games. Mark Lyons had two. Two Holloway had one. Um, a couple other Cincy players also received some suspensions. So we'll wait and see. Um, you know, there will be the takes before the suspensions come down, then they will come down, and then people will say, this is enough, this is not enough, et cetera, et cetera. This is... You know, a terrible look for college basketball. Oh, a, a weird night, by the way, in college basketball, just in that um, Walter McCarty was officially fired at Evansville, and then that's just completely uh, – Todd Licklider's hired in his place. Um, so that was the first thing. And then Illinois wins at Purdue and continues its terrific season. But Illinois had a player who came off the bench, Alan Griffin, who went Christian Leitner in that game and was ejected. And then the Kansas Kansas State stuff just storms in, uh, you know, and just overtakes everything there. So um, from what we saw, you know, what do you say? But obviously college basketball doesn't need this remotely. Is a fight in a college basketball game the worst thing in the world? Of course it's not the worst thing in the world. But you can't condone this. You can't say this is good for the sport. You don't want any kind of physical altercation that is just carrying over into the stands like this. I do think there's a big difference between, you know, fisticuffs between two dudes or four dudes and it's in the paint, it's on the court. And when you actually get into where, you know, students or other people are sitting, you heard Bill Self say afterward that this was actually going on near where some of the disability seating was. So we are fortunate, again, as far as we know, as the recording of this podcast, that no one was seriously hurt or injured. Obviously, the players afterward did not speak to the media. That's the, that's the right call. I do have some quotes from both coaches uh, and what they said to the media afterward. Um, Bill Self said, quote, There was a role that was played by our players. I got to watch the tape and see all angles. But I know we were in the wrong. I'm not saying both parties weren't in the wrong, but I know we were in the wrong, end quote. Another one, he says, I was shaking hands with Bruce, meaning Bruce Weber. I didn't even know it was a melee until three or four seconds after everybody was out there. That was an embarrassment on our part for the role that we played in it, end quote. Another one, my initial thoughts are that without knowing everything that went down, it was obvious we played a role in what transpired and there will be penalties for that. And then the fourth Bill Self quote was, it happened in the handicap seating. If you're going to do something, at least take it on the court. It's ridiculous that they would go into the stands. I haven't heard of anybody injured, but you're asking the wrong person. Now, as for Bruce Weber, um, he said he did not see most of it because of the handshake with Self. Um, and so he, he just, whereas the video is showing 
the, the, the assistance and Bill Self in the, in the thick of it. Uh, that was not the case with Weber, even, uh, though the Kansas State bench was closer to that side. That's because Weber was walking in the opposite direction, whereas Bill Self was walking toward Weber, toward the Kansas State side. Here's what Weber said. I have no idea. I didn't see anything. I'm disappointed it ended that way. Credit to them. They kicked our butt in so many ways. And quote, I, he's obviously not being facetious there. He's talking about the, the gameplay. Another Weber quote. I was going to shake hands. It's probably my fault. I had told them not to press. I had told them not to foul. The kids are young guys. They want to play hard. They were disappointed, frustrated, but you've got to handle it right. And that's pretty much all he said in regard to the incident overall. Now, one thing, and maybe this will be something that surfaces when we get to Wednesday in the morning or in the afternoon, um, but one thing I found um, interesting in the aftermath of all of this is what I haven't seen mentioned, and I'm not saying that this would have not happened if the prior incident hadn't happened, but we do have another situation at Kansas this season that could have prompted something like this. Do you remember early in the season, in November, we talked about it on the podcast, Monmouth, George Pappas, Gets the garbage time steal, gets the dunk, he's, he's showing off, and it, it becomes like a funny thing, and, you know, some could say it's classless and all that, but it became like, it became a thing. He became, a, a something of a, of a niche college basketball, <laughs> you know, like a mythical mid-major hero. Uh, but because of that, like, does that have any sort of carryover effect to Kansas State all these weeks and, you know, two months removed saying, no, we're just gonna play to the end? Those guys did it. We're going to do it. Dewan Gordon goes for the steal. It leads to this. And on some level, you know, is Silvio DeSouza saying, uh-uh, this ain't happening again. We already had one team try and do this to us to the end of garbage time. This will not happen again. I don't think it's a non-factor entirely there. Um, but for DeSouza, and, you know, Self obviously had said afterward, he's got to be way more mature than that. Um, I couldn't believe. In fact, I was watching up in my office I rewound. I, I could not believe that I saw a basketball player pick up a stool. Now, thank goodness it didn't get worse than that because if it did and you have a player um, forcibly bringing contact to any uh, anybody else with a stool, well, then that's instantly one of the most infamous highlights in the sports history. I mean, um, it's not quite on the level of, you know, Rudy T getting punched in the 70s in the NBA but if the damage is bad enough, yeah, it could be. Now, we were fortunate not to have that. And some amazing images, I posted some of them to my Twitter feed, and you can see them, obviously, in a number of the stories that have been published. But uh, for the photographers who are, you know, set up in that platoon, if you will, on the court, they're, they're right there. So this all breaks out, and uh, some of the images are actually fairly surreal. Um you, you get these powerful uh, shots of, of fans, young and old, right there in the thick of it as this is all unfolding and, and guys are shoving and punching. Um, just an aggressive, rough, rough scene. Now, where are we going to go here with suspensions? Um, game College game day is going to Kansas this weekend for the Tennessee-Kansas game. Oh, by the way, um, so there... There are many th- ways that this will actually spread out and have an effect uh, on Kansas more than Kansas State. Kansas State's just not a good team this season. Uh, it, you know, you could have a situation where Jara gets a suspension and other players. There were there were players in street clothes. Uh, how do you even go about disciplining them? But for K State, not a good look whatsoever. I mean, both 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 schools and and their respective players are at fault here. Um, 
you know, I understand the instinct to jump off the bench and get involved. This, this very thing is why the NBA all of those years ago said, you leave the bench, you're done. Technical immediately, and that's, is what happened here. Um, with, you know, once they had to get the video sorted out, and that was another thing. Because, because the NCAA instituted a new rule this season that is directly tied to gambling and point spreads, if you have an end of game scenario that calls for, uh, any kind of technical foul where free throws need to be taken, it doesn't matter if the guys have gotten on the bus, you have to finish the game technically, uh, because the NCAA has recognized that with gambling legalized, uh, per, you know, federal enactment and, and federal law, that is why that happened. And I get, you know, Kansas fans were booing everyone saying, why do we need to do this? That's why they did it. Um, you know, it comes in obviously, uh, a brutal moment, uh, for college basketball. But that's really why they did that. So, there. so anyway, I am digressing a bit here. I do miss my buddy GP. We will pod, obviously, again on this on Wednesday. But want to give you something, some sort of reaction here uh, in the aftermath of this. For Kansas State, 8-10 and 10 team, 1-5 and five in the league. It's not going to the NCAA tournament. It's a down year, forgettable year, uh, is what it is. For Kansas, though, you know, 15-3 squad, 5-1 and one in the league. It's been rating this week as the best team in college basketball per Ken Palm, Torvik, the Massey Composite. Uh, most predictive metrics actually have KU as the number one team in the sport. Um, but how will that change going forward depending on who gets suspended and for how long? Now, you'll notice, uh, as I've been talking through this podcast, names I haven't been saying, Devon Dotson, Yudoka Azabuki, uh, those are their two most important players, and they were not at the center of this. Now, there were a bunch of players involved, but we wait and see how many Kansas players get suspended and for how long. And then going forward, depending on the length of the suspension and how Kansas performs, how that actually might affect where they stand in the overall hierarchy of the NCAA tournament and the selection committee and how um, how things get sorted out from there. Um, I would expect Bill Self to be fairly aggressive in his discipline here. Um, because, one, because... You know, the school, whether it wants to work quietly behind the scenes with the Big 12 or not, it, no, like you ha- this becomes the biggest story in American sports on Tuesday night because of the nature of it. And so everyone will wait for the discipline that comes uh, down thereafter. And I would think that Kansas is going to um, really try and be strong with the punishment here. Um, because it was DeSosa throwing punches. He was not the only one. I did see one video late Tuesday night. With the vantage point of the Kansas student section. So this would have been about 30 feet back from the basket stanchion when the fight begins to break out. And that, from that perspective, you see DeSosa, you know, kind of on his heels a bit as the Kansas State players aggressively attack him after he, you know, you know, showed up the opponents by standing over him. And from there, yeah, he goes fight or flight and he fights and he he looks to defend himself, and then things get really out of out of hand within a matter of like a second and a half from that. But you know, even since the the highlight showed, you know, alternate angles from social media, from fans in the stands, uh, actually provide an even uglier view of of the fight of the Donnybrook as it uh, as it went as it got going. And for DeSouza, you know, what a bizarre path here. Because remember, it was last season. Because DeSouza was at, he was one of the, you know, one of the characters, if you will, that was brought in 
to the federal trials because it was his guardian that was trying to get him to go to Maryland and get Under Armour to to pay for that arrangement. And then, you know, according to federal wiretaps, it's the it's the guardian and and uh, the K, you know, Curtis Townsend on the staff saying you, you got to get him out from underneath that. You got to pay him to get him to Kansas. And then DeSouza gets a two year suspension from the NCAA. Now he he wins on appeal. He did not play at all last season, but he's never really become the player they hoped he would be. And now here he finds himself, you know, in the middle of a just just a bad look fight. And it wouldn't stun me. If he was sat for the rest of the season by Kansas, um, you know, I, I don't know if they'll go that far, but it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. See, the, and the other thing is, this whole deal happens because you know DeSouza makes the play like he's in every you know, K State has every right if they want to steal the ball to steal the ball. You're still playing like whatever you know, and then DeSouza makes a uh, he makes a defensive play. He he gets the play, but. Then you gotta stop, you gotta step over, you gotta, you know, just lord above the guy when the game is done, you're Kansas, you're the better program, you just whooped on K-State again in your house. When you stand over a dude like that, that's when things immediately get hairy. Immediately. You know, it's, it's why when, when guys do that, if, if the official catches it and it's, it's with intent and it's for a half second, it's an automatic tee. In football, it's an automatic and sportsmanlike conduct there. You can't have that level of taunting. I will say though that a part of me is surprised and, you know, appreciative and, uh, you know, relieved, if you will, that we don't get this more often. Uh, you know, you see either sports fights break out here and there, uh, you know, and you'll hear people discuss like, well, why is it, you know, it's, it's cheered in baseball, it's a part of hockey. Even in football, to a certain degree, you know, physical violence, hand-to-hand combat is built into the fabric of the game. You know, why is it so different with basketball? Um, one, uh, I, I think one of the biggest reasons why is you actually have fans within the, you know, feet of, of the players, and whereas that's not the case in football. Hockey, you're behind glass. Baseball, you're way off. Basketball is the only one of the four major American sports where if you have a fight like this break out, you can have innocent bystanders legitimately getting hurt. And I think that's one of the bigger reasons why uh, sometimes people have an issue with it. Um, but I am surprised that we don't get this more often. Um, the heat of competition at the pro or the college level. It's a good thing that we don't. Um, but obviously we have had two you know, relatively high profile incidents, you know, as of late with this. And then of course you had the really scary incident with Miles Garrett, uh, and Mason Rudolph, uh, in the NFL, you know, a month and a half ago or so. Um, but that's, you know, as, as we turn toward Wednesday morning here, and most of you obviously will be listening to this on Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we'll find out more about punishments and where Kansas can go from here. Um, how strong the Big 12 opts to come down uh, on KU with all of this. Uh, hopefully it's the last fight we see in college basketball this season. Um, you know, sometimes things like this, they're bad, but they can serve as like oh, kind of like, you know, a megaphone reminder to the rest of the sport, the coaches, you know, don't be like them. Don't be like Kansas. Don't be like K-State. That's not what we're about. Um, 
you know, fights will inevitably spring up again. And, you know, it's just, just that it's the human nature uh, of competition. I get all of that, but, um, how about college basketball? You know, the talking point in the sport uh, to an almost fatiguing degree has been, you know, the tumult at the top of the polls and nobody's good. Everyone stinks and yada, yada, yada. We'll talk about this over and over and over. How about a little, uh, brouhaha to spice things up there? I think I saw a dude in one of those videos in a suit come flying across at the start of this. Don't know who that was. You know, the Kansas Jayhawk covering its eyes on the opposite end of, of everything. Weird scene. Just a bizarre scene. Some of the photos coming out of this are frankly kind of incredible. Um, but that's about it here. So Paris and I will talk more on Wednesday. We'll get to other stuff in addition to the Kansas uh, headline. Because by the time we record, hopefully we learn more. Uh, plenty of other things to talk about in College Hoops. Uh, the court report on Wednesday will have a bit on Illinois. We can talk some fighting Illini off to their best start in league play in 14 years. Um, so plenty of other interesting stuff. But Kansas becomes... The de facto story for this news cycle for the next, you know, day or so. And we see, we wait and see who will be available and unavailable to play for the game against Tennessee. Appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed these emergency podcasts. If you have not already, do be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts or whatever service you prefer. You can get this podcast essentially on every single service that has subscriptions. So for that, we thank you so much. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again. Wednesday, late morning, early afternoon.